This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast. I'm having a few little tech issues this week, so unfortunately, I'm unable to use my great microphone, and I hope I don't sound like I'm recording this in the toilet. I can assure you I am not, but I'm just going to keep recording and see how it goes. Um, So yeah, this week I thought I would talk about perimenopause. I was really shocked actually when I went back through my episode logs to see if I had discussed it before because I was almost certain that I had and I can't, looks like I haven't, which is unbelievable because it's actually a big part of the work that I do, particularly with metabolic balance and then with my new program, the GLOW Protocol. And yeah, I thought I had provided this info for you, but I haven't. So anyway, today I am going to do just that. Now, it's kind of a big subject, perimenopause and menopause. So I'm going to break it down into a couple of different podcasts because as you know, I don't like doing really long podcasts because frankly, I don't have time to listen to really long podcasts. So I can't imagine anyone else does. So I'm going to start off by defining perimenopause and menopause because I think there is a little bit of confusion about this. So perimenopause is actually referring to the period of time from about two to 10 years before the final period happens. So yeah, you can be in perimenopause for up to 10 years. And menopause is 
the period that starts 12 months after the final period. Interestingly, as a woman, you don't actually know when you're having your final period and until you get to the 12 months. So for those of you in that kind of stage of life who are, you know, monitoring your cycle, you think, well, I haven't had my period for a few months, it must be it. If you then get a period, say even eight months after, you know, the previous period, then you start that 12-month countdown again. So it's a full 12 months after the final period is considered menopause. Anything else up to 10 years before the final period is considered perimenopause. So I hope that makes sense because you do see these terms thrown around quite a lot. And the other interesting thing about menopause and perimenopause is probably the majority of the influence of when it happens is genetic. So it's not about aging so much as it is about when did your mother, grandmother go through perimenopause and menopause? So that's a good question. If if your mother, your biological mother is in your life, it's a good question to ask if you're curious or or have concerns about when you may enter uh, menopause or perimenopause. And, you know, I know for many women, it can be a little bit earlier than you might think. I mean, we always think, I guess, I guess the stereotype of menopause is 50 plus. But in fact, I have a number of clients that are in menopause in their 40s, in their early 40s even. So potentially they've been in perimenopause since their early 30s. So this is something really interesting. The good news, if you're wanting to conceive, is that you can absolutely conceive during perimenopause. So that's not so much an issue. But if you're looking at what kind of symptoms might be noticeable, In perimenopause, there's a a Canadian endocrinology professor called Gerilyn Pryor, and she says that a midlife woman with regular cycles is likely to be in perimenopause if she notices any three of these nine changes that I'm about to list out for you. So just have and see if there's three of these things that apply to you. So things like shorter menstrual cycles, like 25 days or less, new, so I stress this new, sore, swollen or lumpy breasts, uh, a new kind of onset of heavier flow or of longer flow. Um, If you're finding you're waking frequently during the night and that's new for you and there hasn't been any particular reason for it. Um, if you find that your menstrual cramps actually get in, get stronger, that can be a sign. Um, new onset of migraine headaches or that you get increased um, incidence or severity of migraine he- headaches. Uh, if you get new or increased PMS, particularly mood swings, um, if you have a, gosh, I'm kind of lost where I'm up to. Um, I think I'm up to number eight. So number nine would be weight gain without changes in exercise or eating. 
Actually, did I mention night sweats? That's another one. Onset of night sweats, in particular, just before your period. So I just listed out nine, hopefully, um, signs of perimenopause. So if you're noticing any three of these nine, then it's likely you're in perimenopause, particularly if you're older than 35, even if you have regular periods. So this is something that I think is pretty good to know about yourself and your body. So I guess the next question is, what is actually happening? What is happening in terms of your hormones? And generally speaking, there's two things that happen. So we know we have some of our female sex hormones are progesterone and estrogen. And what happens in perimenopause is the progesterone declines and the estrogen actually surges. So we get these surges of estrogen. And funnily enough, it's the progesterone, the lowering of progesterone that actually probably causes more of the um, symptoms that we find troublesome than the estrogen part of things, which may be a surprise to many of you if you're not in the healthcare kind of arena. Uh, We always talk about estrogen, we hear about estrogen, but progesterone doesn't get a lot of a look in when it comes to that discussion. But we know that that low progesterone, um, or when it starts to get lower, it contributes to things like anxiety, heart palpitations, um, sore breasts, uh, night sweats, frequent migraines and really heavy periods. And, you know, at the same time that we're getting this lowering of progesterone, we're getting uh, an estrogen spike. It can spike up to three times the normal range, and that can lead to also breast pain, also heavy periods and an irritable mood. So we've kind of got this lowering of progesterone this elevated estrogen that spikes, so, you know, ebbs and flows a little, potentially for up to 10 years (laughs) before menopause. So it can be a long time that if you're being um, kind of impacted by some of these symptoms, it can be a long time that you're having to deal with that. And it can be really, really frustrating to be dealing with these kinds of symptoms when you're thinking, well, I'm not doing anything new and I'm putting on weight or I can't lose weight and I'm getting all these moods and I'm sweating at night. Um, Night sweats can be really, you know, annoying Um, and heat can be really annoying, hot flushes and things like that. So there's a lot going on in the body during this time. And the other thing is that... um, happens when you lose progesterone is that you may not cope as well with stress. And this is a really interesting one. Progesterone is actually a a stress buffering hormone. It works on our neurotransmitters or our brain chemicals to help us manage stress. And you may have heard me talk about in the past the HPA axis, which I won't go into it in too much depth, but it's basically your stress response. So your hypothalamus, which is in your brain, your pituitary gland, which is kind of behind your nose, and your adrenal glands, which sit above your kidneys. The hypothalamus is like your master controller, and it talks to the pituitary gland. The pituitary gland talks to your adrenal glands and says to them, when there's like stress, the pituitary gland is like, okay, we need adrenaline, we need cortisone, I'll get the adrenal glands on board. And it sends messages down to the adrenal glands that we need those hormones. And cortisol is an interesting one. Cortisol 
you may have heard um, does contribute to weight gain around the waist. And that's often one of the causes of weight gain kind of around the torso area in women who are perimenopausal is this increased cortisol. Cortisol also uh, interferes with our blood glucose levels. So it can cause um, you to get higher blood glucose levels, which can lead to insulin release, which can over a period of time potentially lead to insulin resistance. And that's kind of your pre-diabetes stage. That's pretty important to know. So anywho, getting back into my point, talking about this, losing progesterone as we do during um, perimenopause can actually destabilize this HPA axis. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why we can get increased risk of anxiety, depression, and insomnia during that perimenopausal period. And this is really important. There's actually even some new research that's kind of linking um, some of the changes that go on in perimenopause to dementia later on in life. And it seems to be that, you know, if you ignore some of these things going on in perimenopause, that can actually set you up for not a great old age. And when you're in your forties, you're probably not really thinking too much about that and, and worrying about that. And, but you know, there's some things you can do during this time that will actually help you with regard to avoiding things like dementia and Alzheimer's. And if that runs in your family, then that becomes even more important that you manage this. And it's pretty easy to manage. Um, And I've done loads of podcasts on stress management, but if you can manage your stress, then you can help with some of these symptoms that you get during perimenopause. And that will also set you up long-term for a better outcome when you get older and beyond menopause. And basically it's about supporting the nervous system. Because remember, stay with us. We'll be right back. How would you like to have increased energy, balanced hormones, glowing skin, and your ideal weight in just three months? Sounds awesome, right? Imagine having your very own hormone balancing and weight loss strategy totally personalized to you based on your body biochemistry to release excess weight, say goodbye to pesky perimenopause symptoms, and decrease inflammation in your body which of course leads to decreased inflammaging. That's right, ladies, there are age-defying benefits as well. Oh, and of course, you have me at your fingertips for expert support so you never feel stuck or confused. I love supporting women on their weight loss journeys, and I've packaged up the award-winning Metabolic Balance Program with my signature hormone management system, giving you the GLOW Protocol. This 12-week one-to-one coaching program is you and me, nailing down your health and weight loss goals, creating your personalized plan using your blood tests, a thorough health assessment, and your food preferences. And then we get started with me supporting you every step of the way. Even if you've tried everything, even if you have resistant weight and complex medical conditions, the power of personalized nutrition, mindset coaching, and my support 
is transformational and gets results. And I'm not even exaggerating, even if I do say myself. So if you're ready to embrace feeling like your younger self again, lose excess weight, manage health conditions, and regain your confidence, you can just DM me at Susie Garden Wellness or email me hello at susiegarden.com and I'll pop a link in the show notes. As I've said many times, you can't necessarily remove yourself from the stress stressors that you have in your life. You know, we need our jobs and sometimes it's possible to leave a stressful job, but sometimes it just isn't. Uh, you may have stress going on with your finances or with your kids or with your parents or with your partner or with anything in life, really. So we have loads of stressors in our lives and our stress response at HPA axis um, in regards to the stress response was only ever designed to be activated for 20 to 30 seconds to get us out of danger. But these days, our stressors last longer than that. And so our stress response is activated longer than that. So while we can't change those stressors, we can absolutely employ awesome stress management techniques that are pretty easy that will help us manage this part of our brain and manage our reactions and responses to stress. So one of those things is obviously self-care. I guess, you know, just making sure that you are looking after yourself and things like massage is great for managing stress. Having that sense of touch on the body helps to ground you in your body and that definitely helps to reduce stress. Using things such as belly breathing, which you've heard me talk about multiple times. Belly breathing is, I love it because once you learn the technique, you no longer need to set aside time to do it because you just do it all of the time. It's really cool. So learning belly breathing is awesome. And you, oh gosh, I think I've got a podcast on it, but if you just Google belly breathing or if, if you DM me uh, at Susie Garden Wellness on Facebook or Instagram, I will send you a resource on that. I've got like an audio download that I've made. So belly breathing is just one of the best things because we're busy people and with belly breathing, you do not need to add yet another task to the to-do list because you can do it all the time. Meditation, obviously you've heard me bang on about that before a lot, but meditation is incredible for managing stress and improving your brain. So you can use apps. There's so many apps. There's free apps such as Insight Timer, such as Smiling Mind, plenty of um, free apps. I think even uh, Headspace has 30 days for free, I think. Um, haven't been on that one for a little while, so I'm not 100% sure. There's also Calm app, and that's probably one that most of my clients are using. And what I love about Calm app is the sleep stories they have on there. I think they put on this a little while ago. Um, and, you know, I can't think of anything better really than having Orlando Bloom read me a sleep story. I think that sounds awesome. So if you're having sleep uh, disturbance and using something like, particularly related to stress, using something like an app will help. If you're having sleep disturbance because of the hormone disturbance, that's a different story. Often the sleep disturbance that 
uh, comes with the low progesterone is not so much of an initiation. So initiation is when you first get to sleep. It's a maintenance issue. Maintenance is your ability to stay asleep. And usually with that lowered progesterone, it doesn't necessarily impact your initiation, but it absolutely impacts your maintenance. And you, that's when you may find yourself waking once, twice, three times during the night and then being unable to get back to sleep, even if you don't feel stressed, even if your mind's not racing. You just lie there and I'm just going... I want to sleep, but I can't. And that's often that low progesterone that's causing the issue. So um, stress management is really important. I'll get back to that managing that progesterone in a minute. Another uh, thing, if we look at like from some a supplemental point of view, magnesium. Magnesium, number one. I think I put almost every client on magnesium. Just be mindful if you're self-prescribing magnesium it's really important that you get the right form. A lot of the supplements in the bargain bin at your local pharmacy are not going to be a good form. I had a client recently that was taking essentially the equivalent of Epsom salts because magnesium is, there's a form of magnesium, which is your Epsom salts. And it was actually a guy and he'd been taking, uh, he'd had diarrhea for two months. That's why he came to see me. And then when I, he showed me his magnesium supplement, I went, oh, where did you start taking that? He went two months ago. I went, hmm let's try stopping taking that and see what happens. And he contacted me two days later and went, <laughs> diarrhea stopped. So your magnesium supplement is really important. And even if it's not causing you diarrhea, it may not be being absorbed. That's the other issue with certain nutrients that you get that aren't good quality. So magnesium is awesome for helping to regulate your cortisol, reduce your adrenaline, promote sleep. It uh, has some other impacts on your um, neurotransmitters. I'm not going to go too deeply into that. If you know anything about neurotransmitters, it magnesium will help lift your GABA and it will reduce your glutamate, will block your action of glutamate. So that will help to calm the brain, calm the mind. And yeah, that is really, really my number one supplement for most people, but especially women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, for sure. Another, my second top um, supplement uh, or nutrient, I should say, because you don't normally buy it on its own, is taurine. Taurine, oh, awesome. I take a combination of magnesium and taurine pretty much every day. And I love it. So taurine is actually an amino acid. So the amino acids are the building blocks of protein. And it's also a neurotransmitter and it calms the brain. It calms and supports the nervous system. And interestingly, taurine is depleted by estrogen. So women need taurine more than men. And also, if you're on a plant-based diet, then you're going to need more taurine because we tend to get taurine from meats. And that's another thing I'm finding in clinic is there are loads more people uh, turning to a plant-based diet, which is fine, but you do need to make sure that you're supplementing certain things to make sure you're getting everything you need. And particularly if you're perimenopausal, this is super important. Um, there are some wonderful, wonderful herbs that you can use to help support the body, particularly um, the adaptogen. So withania is one also known as ashwagandha. You may have seen that around. I've got a friend in New York City that said to me the other day, hey, 
you know, adaptogens are like the biggest thing ever over here. So um, you may have heard uh, about ashwagandha, also known as withania. They're the same thing, um, but there are many, many adaptogens. And what they do is they help the body or help you to adapt yourself to your environment and to manage stress better. And it helps to um, reduce anxiety, helps to promote sleep. Um, I love, I use adaptogens all the time in my clinical practice. Uh, another thing you can do to help support your nervous system during perimenopause is avoid alcohol. And I'm really sorry, everybody. Uh, I like a drink as much as the next person, but uh, there's more and more evidence that alcohol is not great for perimenopausal women and its effect on the brain. Also avoiding cow's dairy. Now, there can be a, a number of reasons to avoid cow's dairy, and this may not be for everybody. That's why I always recommend people go for a personalized nutrition plan rather than just doing generic stuff. The generic stuff is, is easy to do because you can just do it. But you want to, I mean, there are some good nutrients that you may be missing out on if you eliminate loads of different food groups. So I would always recommend that you do any sort of elimination with the help of your healthcare professional. And if you want to go next level, and really optimize your nutrition, go for a personalized nutrition plan, such as metabolic balance. That's an awesome one, particularly for balancing hormones. Um, so yeah, that's probably the main things that I wanted to talk about today. Covered quite a lot. Uh, it might be worth re-listening to this podcast, even if you didn't quite catch everything. Uh, if you're looking for assistance with managing your hormones, if you're really struggling with um, perimenopausal symptoms, please reach out. I can help. Um, I, As you probably know, I work with metabolic balance a lot, and I'm also just in the middle of launching my new program, The Glow Protocol, which is all about anti-aging and helping women to look and feel amazing. And part of that is balancing the hormones. So, And metabolic balance as a personalized nutrition plan is unbelievably good at this. And People see results within a couple of weeks. So it's amazing. If you have any questions, please DM me at Susiegarden. Sorry, at Susie Garden Wellness on Insta or Facebook, and that's S-U-S-I-E. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you're listening on Apple, I'd love it if you left me a review. And that really just helps other people to find me. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.